This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. It's time to get educated on your Second Amendment rights. Welcome to two full hours of Gun Owners Radio. Your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz, will teach you about firearms, self-defense, and the laws that affect your rights to keep and bear arms. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with questions to learn how to become a sponsor of Gun Owners Radio and get involved. Together, we will win. Now here's your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks. Hey, welcome to Gun Owners Radio right here on FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. This segment is sponsored by John Dillon and the Dillon Law Group. If you have legal matters that involve anything gun-related, then you need to call Attorney John Dillon. Whether it's a red flag law, gun registration questions, gun transportation questions, or maybe you aren't sure that your gun complies with California law, you need to call our trusted firearms attorney, John Dillon. John Dillon is right here in Carlsbad and specializes in California gun laws. Call him at 760-642-7150 or just visit his website at dillonlawgp.com. Hey, we've got some good news. Yeah, we got a winner. A winner, winner, a chicken winner, dinner. The winner to announce. So, so nobody, so unfortunately we couldn't have gun prom last night. I know. Uh, but that's okay. We got a winner today um, for for the contest last week. Or uh, this is, uh, it's for a stop box, which Melissa reviewed last week. I right? did. And what we did is uh, we had, uh, we picked a winner from everybody who signed up uh, or subscribed to the email list for Gun Owners Radio. So everybody that subscribed to get on the email list for Gun Owners Radio was entered into a contest to win a free stop box. So without further ado, the winner the winner is, is Alan Simo. All right, congratulations, Alan Simo. We'll reach out to you and set up the the pickup time and date. You'll only have to buy lunch for Mike yeah. and Melissa and me. No, I'm only at Ruth's. Yeah, at Ruth's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, no, uh, uh, I, and I hope I'm saying that right. It's S I M O. Alan S I M O. Simo. Simo. Yeah, yeah, I think well, that's, if right. that's if how you I have any, it. Well, if you have any complaints, it's 1 800 Michael Schwartz. 1 800 Michael Schwartz. <laughs> so, congratulations, Alan, on your, uh, on your, on your, what's it called? Stop box. Stop box. Right. <laughs> and this is what we do with product that we get in tests. You know, like I said, we, you know, we're trying to gonna set it up in a way that, you know, when the opportunity arises, you know, once we, you know, Melissa or Joe and Joe's gonna, he's gonna be doing product review as well. It probably take a while to get it out of his hands, but yeah, you know, we may, you know, be able to put it into a situation where we'll wrap, you know, give it away to, yeah. to our great listeners. Unless, unless. Unless they love it and keep it, and <laughs> they it finds their way, <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> into their personal. No, company. you can't have it. No, no. So no. yeah, congratulations. That's very, very cool. And uh, by the way, welcome to everybody who's listening in on San Bernardino County's yeah. uh, page and Riverside's page mm-hmm. and Orange County's page, and of course San Diego's Facebook page. Um, and we, we are on Facebook. You can tune in right now. Just go to San Diego dot org. Yeah, uh, yeah. Or go, go to Gun Owner. There's a bunch of places you can find us. Gun Owners Radio. Um, dot com or San Diego County Gun Owners dot com 
or just go to any of the Facebook pages in Riverside. San well, Bernardino. it's blasting up all over the place yeah. on Facebook. You don't even have to go anywhere, really. Right. So, but welcome to everybody. Yeah, this absolutely. is a, a it's no longer just a San Diego uh, radio show. It's a Southern California radio absolutely. show. Absolutely proud yeah. of it. Proud Everywhere of it. south of uh, L.A. But maybe we might even change that. Even if you, it's actually all over the world. By the way, you can download us on your your favorite streaming uh, service or just listen to us. iHeart. All that. Yeah. All the Spotify, et cetera, et cetera. So, so what's new, Sunshine? Well, like you said, we were supposed to have a nice dinner last night. It got changed to May 1st, so everybody don't forget. Um, you, their tickets are still available May 1st. Go to gunprom.com. So everybody was really looking forward to that, but COVID, uh, it was a victim of COVID. Yep. Had so, another, had they had another idea. Right. So, uh, But we have a really cool show coming up. We're going to talk to Chris Chang from Top Shot up in the in the next segment um we're going to talk to rick nair our buddy from blackhound optics and talk oh, about some of the things they were doing they were uh, big sponsors of uh gun prom uh melissa's gonna do a really cool what are you reviewing today melissa i'm reviewing um a holster from eclipse holsters and we're gonna be having an interview with jess she's the owner jess who owns eclipse holsters very and by, very cool. and by the way folks if you're watching us on facebook that is melissa's thermos <laughs> yes, yeah. it is. It looks like... What caliber is that? It, it looks like nuclear is what it looks <laughs> it's like. It's really big. Where did you get that? My friend made it for me. She custom makes those. I can have your name put on no this. No kidding. Uh-huh. She custom makes it? She sure does. So we ought to get her in sometime and we can you know, give her a little love. Yes, and, and it's a woman-owned business. Is it? Yep. That is... <laughs> Rachel, if you're listening. Yeah, she better be listening. Uh-huh. <laughs> or you're going to have to supply us all with a mug. I know. I'm going to have to have, like, you know, Gun Owners Radio put on the Yeah, side. you could do a Gun right. Owners Radio on And we could a raffle prize. That's right. Yeah. Uh, it's a good idea. I like it. Yeah. Very, very cool. San Diego County Gun Owners, red, white, and blue. Yeah, look yeah. at the bottom. Oh, wow. So it is a... Keeps mm-hmm. your, your root beer cold so and it your used to coffee be a, hot. A casing. No, it's just a bottle. It's just a thermos. It's it nice. Yeah. No, it really, I mean, yeah, no, it's really not cheap, that's for sure. See, you just reviewed two things in one time. On, on accident. <laughs> on accident. Well, you can't leave me alone. That's the problem. <laughs> I'm dangerous when it comes to that. Melissa's well, just going to review all her stuff. Yeah. Just all, bring in all her I just all, have a lot of cool owns. stuff. Like, what can I say? I know you do. So, all right, so who else we got? Uh, I'm going to talk about a blog I wrote that has to do with voting because uh, I don't know if you've seen in the news, but there is an election coming you up. Think? Yep. And we're going to talk to the founder of uh, Recoil Magazine. Oh. If you haven't heard of Recoil Magazine, uh, this is your opportunity to find out about, find out about it. We actually, uh, if you sign up to be a ten ring member of San Diego County Gun Owners, you get a free uh, subscription to Recoil Magazine. It is the best gun magazine it's like the gq of gun magazines wow it is so nice um it's so informative they do such a good job um so we're going to talk about uh uh uh, we're going to talk to mark uh excuse me mark Hahn from uh, recoil magazine talk about a little project he has going on he was just down in san diego last week so fantastic yeah and then of course we're going to have sam the gunman is uh, david chong calling in yeah david chong from ao swords calling in we're going to talk about uh an article in the Union Tribune um, that has to do with the gun roster, which is a, you know, people ask about, people ask me, by far the most common question I get asked is about CCWs. Everybody still wants to know, hey, I heard you can get a CCW, how do you get a CCW? 
But after that, I would say one of the most common uh, questions is about the gun roster. Right. You know, what are we doing about that? Because nobody knows what that's all about either. It is so convoluted. It's yeah. so ridiculous. So this is a little bit about that. Um, there's an article, something that happened locally that I'm sure a lot of people heard about, saw in the news, um, and we're gonna we're gonna kind of. Uh, uh, just give you some information. Digest on the roster. that. Yeah, it, it, honestly, it's not good. The roster's not good. The news isn't good. It's really, really restrictive. It doesn't make any sense economically. But we're gonna we're gonna kind of shed some light on exactly what the roster means and, mm. and what's going on. So, all right, that sounds good to me. All right, yeah. so let's go ahead and take a break, and we come back. We'll have more gun owners radio news for you on FM ninety six one. AM 1170, The Answer. There's more Gun Owners Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio. FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. Hey, what's the best defense for self-defense and those horrible red flag laws? Firearms Legal Protection. Firearms Legal Protection is the legal defense program for lawful gun owners with a 24-7 emergency hotline. Let them provide the lawyer for you. Call Firearms Legal Protection today. That's Firearms Legal Protection at firearmslegal.com. Give them a call, 469-310-9100. All right, so Michael, who you got for our special guests? We have a very special guest today. Um, Chris Chang is a professional marksman and spokesman for Bass Pro Shops. But I think most people know him best uh, for season four uh, of Top Shot. That's a competition show on the History Channel. He was on the, actually the champion for season four and uh, very outspoken, very well-spoken advocate for Second Amendment issues and gun ownership. So we wanted to have him on the show and talk to him a little bit more about, uh, about him and, and what he's up to. Uh, Chris, are you there? I am here. Happy Sunday to y'all. Hey, man. How you doing? Oh, doing great here. I'm uh, up here in uh, Santa Cruz County, and uh, it's a little warm, but at least the air is clear, and it's not smoky, and we're not choking. (laughs) That's great. Good, good, good. So tell everybody a little bit about, let's talk first about, uh, let's talk about you first. How did you get into, now you went to, you grew up, I believe, in the Bay Area? Uh, no, I actually grew up in Mission Viejo in Orange County, so you know, just a little bit north of you guys. And you know, my um, my foray into firearms was through my father, who was uh, you know first generation gun owner, you know, in the family. Uh, he served in the United States Navy, and so his uh, military service was his introduction to firearms. And you know, he taught me how to shoot at a, at a pretty young age, at six years old. And you know, in Orange County in the 80s and 90s, when I was living there, we didn't really have a lot of other gun friends. Um, I didn't know of any other families in our, you know, in our in our social circles who owned firearms. So it was very much just kind of a me and my dad thing. And we didn't even shoot very frequently. Uh, we only shot maybe once every three or four years. And we went to a place called On Target which is in Laguna Niguel and, you know, just punch some holes in paper for an hour or two. And then the guns would go back in the safe and I didn't see them for three or four years. Um, but then, um, I ended up uh, moving to the Bay area after college and I was working for Google 
at the time and um, still just a self-taught amateur shooter who really wasn't shooting very much at all. Uh, but then the show called Top Shot started airing on the History Channel. And I think like a lot of us who watch game shows and competitions, you sometimes fantasize about going on your favorite you know, competition. And um, I decided to apply for season four. And, uh, you know, against all odds, where most of the competitors are law enforcement, military, lifelong hunters, and Olympic shooters. Here I come on, you know, this IT geek, basically, uh, with not a ton of experience, but I ended up beating all the professionals and won $100,000 and a pro shooting contract with Bass Pro Shops, and it changed my life. And I ended up quitting Google and uh, quickly became an advocate for the Second Amendment. That's amazing. Now, there's a, there's so much to talk about just in that story. What an amazing story. Um, but one of the things I think, uh, I lived in San Francisco for three years, well, the Bay Area. I lived in San Francisco for one year and then lived outside of San Francisco for a couple years uh, down the peninsula. And I think there, one thing that uh, people don't really know, because San Francisco politically is so extreme and so dominated by you know one one side of the political spectrum, you get outside of San Francisco, down the peninsula, uh, you know, over by like Danville, uh, you know, on the east, uh, east, east of the uh, east of San Francisco. There, it, it's a whole different world. There's a lot of there, there's a lot of gun ownership uh, in in certain parts of uh, of the Bay Area. At least that's what I found. It sounds like that's what you found too. Oh, absolutely. And you know, the funny thing is, as you know, uh, hyper liberal as San Francisco is. There are a lot of gun owners within the San Francisco city. Oh, really? Yeah, they're what I call closeted gun owners, Mm. that they're literally, you know, quote unquote, in the closet. They are not out (laughs) to their friends and family as gun owners. And uh, one of my friends, um, he lives in Haight-Ashbury. You're right, the center of the summer of love and, you know, all the hippy dippy stuff. And he has a whole bunch of taxidermy, all sorts of rifles, all sorts of guns in his Haight-Ashbury place. And um, there are actually, yeah, like a surprisingly uh, n- you know, high number of, uh, of gun owners in San Francisco. And, you know, because of, you know, the hyper-liberal and anti-gun political climate in the city, it's pretty intimidating, right, for, yeah. for a San Francisco you know, resident who is a gun owner to be out right and you know a proud gun owner because you're probably just going to catch a lot of flack and you know most people don't want to uh you know inflict themselves with grief you know from uh, from their neighbors and, and family and such but you know one thing that i've learned having you know one top shot and really immersing myself in, in not just the second amendment debate but just in general, the erosion of our rights and freedoms in our country is the most important thing that we can do as individual citizens is we have to speak up. We have to protect and defend the freedoms that we have, you know, whether it's gun rights or, or gay rights. Um, so I'm, I'm gay, and so I also speak uh, you know, equally uh, fervently on, on LGBT rights. But, right, if, if we aren't vocal and if we don't speak out and defend our rights, 
then the government is going to take them away. And we know what that's like in California with these with the, the host of ridiculous gun laws. I heard earlier, right, we were talking about CCW and the, yeah. and the handgun roster, which the more I learned about gun rights in California, the more I was appalled. And I didn't, I, you know, I, I think one thing I really want to note is before I went on the top shot, you know, again, I didn't shoot guns that often. And I didn't, to be frank, like, I didn't really care about the Second Amendment. It wasn't something that I was thinking about with any sort of regularity. But all of a sudden, once I started educating myself and learning about how deprived we are here in California with everything from CCW rights to this stupid handgun roster, now we have ammunition, right, registration, you know, background checks. I mean, it's right. The list goes on and on and on. Assault weapons ban, yada, yada, yada. Um, it is, it's, it's insane. And I have been, uh, you know, encouraging everybody who's willing to listen, right. To be courageous and to be vocal and to say that I am a gun owner. And I know that how uncomfortable that can be for a lot of us here in California. But if we don't speak up, then we're going to lose our rights. It's all all going to go away. You're absolutely right. And you're talking about educated. You're a very well-educated and accomplished man. You went to UCLA, majored in political science, uh, it says with a focus on American government and political media. Um, You also hold a master's in international policy studies from the Monterey Institute of International Studies. So when you're working for Google, it sounded like you wanted to go into the Air, Air Force. And you were working for Google, yeah. and you had a dream job for Google, and then you got really interested in Top Shot. Started training, you know, applying for Top Shot. You know, what was that like? Was there a fear of, gee, I don't know how Google's going to react to this? Did you get pushback? Did you kind of have to oh, sneak yeah. around, or or was it okay? Did you think, hey, there's nothing wrong with this, and, and just went forward? Yeah. How was that experience? Yeah, it was surprisingly easy. And I I did have some, you know, fear and hesitation. And to be frank, I was ready to quit my job, right? If if I wasn't going to, you know, get unpaid time off, um, right, if I was going to get, you know, blowback from management, you know, I remember saying, okay, is this whole Top Shot experience something that I'm willing to to, to leave my job for? And the answer was yes. But thankfully, you know, I I talked to my, my manager and my manager's manager, and they didn't really care about the gun stuff. They were just more, hey, this TV competition, this sounds amazing. And I went to HR, and you know, HR was fine with it. And they're just like, okay, uh, you need, I think it was uh, six weeks of unpaid time off that, uh, that they gave me. And um, it, was, it was an incredible experience, right, to you know, be, be in a shooting competition and I'm just a civilian. Um, one of, I think it was like one of uh, three or four, well, no, maybe it was like five or six civilians, you know, on that season. And, you know, I hadn't shot a lot of uh, guns before, but I had trained for five months prior to uh, getting, you know, starting the competition. And I, traded, I tra- treated training like a part-time job, where on top of 50 hours a week at Google, I was putting in about 20 to 25 hours a week of firearms training and studying. And most of it was YouTube videos and cow guns, you know, discussion boards and people's you know, blog posts about, you know, 
accuracy and trigger control, sight picture, sight alignment. And I was really zeroing in on these core fundamentals of marksmanship. And that's, in my mind, that was the winning strategy, which was to lean into the fundamentals. Because the other strategy that I had been considering is, let me try and go shoot as many guns as possible. <laughs> but here in California, that's difficult also, to do. I mean, that's three. Yeah. And also, <laughs> yeah. And I didn't have a lot of gun friends. So it's like, well, how am I going to go shoot machine guns? How am I going to go shoot yeah. suppressed you know, guns? How am I going to get my hands on just a whole wide variety of pistols, rifles, shotguns, and then of course, bows and arrows and like throwing axes. Um, you know, it just, the whole top shot is, an incredible competition because yeah. it spans the gamut of it's not just guns it's weaponry right um, in the most general sense and you can oh, google man, that <laughs> come yeah. to think of it <laughs> i couldn't help that i'm Indeed. sorry i couldn't help it <laughs> well i only did that because we're going to take a quick break but you're not going anywhere because we are going to hold you over for another segment because i love reality shows and I love Top Shot, and we want to talk to you. See if it's coming back, because I haven't seen hiding your hair of it. So stay tuned. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right now. Here are your hosts of Gun Owners Radio, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. California assault weapon laws make it almost impossible to own an AR pattern rifle. What is the solution? It's Cali Key. Cali Key converts any mil-spec direct impingement AR pattern rifle into a straight full bolt action rifle so it can have all the features without being considered an assault weapon. It's a true drop-in solution. No milling, no aesthetic modifications, and no turning off your gas system. Keep your entire AR collection intact at a price you can afford with Cali Key. Check them out. Cali Key at CaliKey.com. That's K-A-L-I-K-E-Y dot com. Right, we've got Chris back on the line. Yep, Chris Chang, you probably know him from Top Shot. Yeah. He's a marksman and a uh, also a spokesperson for, for Bass Pro. You know, Chris, I was telling you that I moved to, or I, I lived in the Bay Area. I lived in, in, in San, San Francisco for three years. I moved there right after high school, 18, you know, fresh, fresh out of the nest. Um, and I was a fairly conservative kid. And uh, that was my first interaction with a lot of different communities. Um, which I think was good for me. You know, I was, I was, like I said, I was a very conservative kid and I was, uh, you know, um, meeting a lot of different kinds of people from a lot of different types of backgrounds who were in a lot of different kinds of communities was, was very, very good for me. And years ago, five years ago, when we started San Diego County Gun Owners, uh, one of the things that we, uh, that I tried to do right off the bat was reach out to the LGBT community. I thought it was a very natural fit because they're very active politically and safety, personal safety, being attacked, that sort of thing is a huge concern. So I thought, man, this is uh, this should be, you know, gun ownership should be something that they embrace. 
Um, and I don't think that the LGBT community has fully embraced it. They've kind of, you know, everybody draws this line in the sand. You know, you're either left or you're right. You're liberal or you're conservative. You're Republican or you're Democrat. And there's so little room for, for crossover anymore. And I, I, I just I just think that that's a huge dis, disservice. You do a lot of outreach and a lot of uh, Second Amendment uh, advocacy in the LGBT community as well as Asian outreach uh, on behalf of the gun community. What are some of the challenges and opportunities Opportunities that, that you faced. Yeah, you highlighted. I think one of the key challenges is you know we all tend to you know box uh, you know box people into sort of well right if if you are gay then you must not like guns or you can't like guns and, and sort of vice versa and that that just is the farthest thing from the truth. And so, you know, I think with uh, with respect to the LGBT community, right, it is very much about it's about uh, elaborating on the argument of why gun ownership is important. And personal protection is such an obvious, uh, you know, answer. Um, you know, if you look at the Pulse nightclub shooting from about five years ago, if you look at the continued violence uh, and targeted, you know, targeted violence against LGBT people in our country, and if you then combine that with this whole defund the police movement, so if we defund the police, then who is going to come, you know, quote unquote, save you or protect you? And the answer is no one, right? I mean, they, I mean, those of us who who own firearms, you know, generally, I would say, understand that it is our own personal responsibility, right, to protect ourselves and our loved ones. And I think for LGBT people, right, it's, it's the, the argument is the same, right? It doesn't really matter if you're gay, if you're Asian, if you're Latino or black or a, a female. It just just really doesn't matter. And so the, the, the challenge is, I think, breaking people, you know, let's just zero in on the LGBT community, right? There is this overriding cultural um, overriding culture that, you know, gay people don't need guns, right? Why, why would you need guns when you have, you know, the, the police or, you know what, I, I live in a generally safe you know, area. Maybe that's what you're saying to yourself, but it only takes being in the wrong place at the wrong time that is out of your control and you should be prepared not that any of us will want to ever deploy a firearm in a self-defense situation, but I would rather have a gun and not need it, right? Um, sort of a similar to right, your earthquake preparedness kits, right? It's like, or your fire extinguisher, right? We'd all rather, you know, have a fire extinguisher. We don't ever want to use it, but we'd rather have it and not need it. Um, so sometimes drawing some of those, those anal- analogies and parallels can be useful arguments or at least trying to explain to either a non-gun owner or an anti-gun person as to well here's why i decide to own firearms and try and not just argue the logical side of things yeah but also the emotional side of things i think that's where gun owners we're, we're actually very weak yes on the emotional argument right it's I think we always, I think a lot of us gun owners feel like we have the moral almost like low ground when really we have the moral high ground, but it feels like, right, we get talked down to, right, by anti-gun people that were, were heartless, right, that, oh, you know, when, you know, criminals 
you know, commit these mass shootings that, oh, you know, we don't care about the victims. We just care about our guns. It's like, no, 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 that, that's, that's not, that's not what's going on. Um, and so, right, the emotional argument, I think, in, in favor of gun ownership is I want to protect myself and my family and my loved ones in just thinking about losing someone that I care about. Like, that is that that is heart wrenching. I don't want yeah. to go through that pain and I don't want anybody else to go through that pain either if they decide that having a firearm is something that they choose to do. So that is, I think that's the opportunity. It's this challenge of just you know, navigating between the logical and emotional arguments and just sort of understanding your audience. And it's, it's hard to know your audience, right, sometimes, and to understand when you deploy one or some mixture of both of those different dynamics. Well, I think what you're saying is, you know, I've, I've talked about it. I've talked about it as well. And you put it very, very well. Um, you know, if you tell somebody, Hey, it's the second amendment, it's the constitution. You can't ban guns. It's the constitution. Well, there's a lot of people out there that'll just simply tell you, I, I don't care. That doesn't matter. The constitution is a piece of paper. But if you tell somebody, Hey, look, I don't want you to get hurt. You know, I don't want you to get attacked. You know, you're a, it, you, we were talking about the LGBT community. You're in the LGBT community. There is a history of violence against the LGBT community. I would much rather see a story about you defending yourself than a story about you getting seriously hurt or, or worse. Absolutely. And I, I don't think, I think you're absolutely right. I think gun owners in general, we tend to try to you know break this down logically when really we should talk about the emotion just like you said and i think that that's extremely well put do you feel like you're you've made some headway i feel like i'm putting all the pressure of of uh you know making the lgbt community uh, pro-gun on your shoulders i'm not but do you feel like you've uh you've you've made some progress uh you know in in the lgbt community as, as when it comes to second amendment and gun ownership I, I do. And, you know, my, my top shot win was eight years ago. And, you know, I, I became a Second Amendment advocate after the Sandy Hook shooting in, in 2012, where it was just this turning point of, wow, OK, all of a sudden the AR-15 is now this, this evil gun. And I owned two or three at the time. And I remember saying to myself, well, I'm not doing anything wrong, right? Right. It's, it's not my guns. It's my, these AR 15s like aren't, aren't the problem. And if, if I don't speak out on behalf of my own rights and, and the rights of Californians and, and LGBT folks, et cetera, right. Then no one else is going to do it. Right. Um, and so, you know, with, with LGBT progress, um, you know, something that, uh, as we all get older, <laughs> I, I'm typically a very impatient person, but as I've gotten older, I've learned to be more patient and grassroots advocacy is one of these things where change is not going to happen overnight. If you look at the LGBT movement, right, this started back in the sixties and the seventies, and it wasn't until 2015 with the fall of DOMA, which was the defense of marriage act, right? We just, we've seen this huge windfall, right? And, and, and the, the, the tides have turned in favor of, of gay rights here in our country, but that was decades, right? That was, that was with decades worth of grassroots advocacy and the gun community we're in the same situation, right? Things are not going to change overnight, like a light switch. It's going to be this very slow dimmer switch, right, that we just need to keep pushing and pushing and pushing 
And eventually, there will be enough momentum on our side to not only get Californians our Second Amendment rights back so we are on par with the rest of the country and we're not second-class citizens or we have neutered ARs and we can only buy some small subset of handguns. It's, 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 it is a very long and hard road, but I think like most things in life, the things that are, are, are most valuable and most um, satisfying are the fights that are hard, right? The thing we, yep. we, we, when we accomplish things that are difficult, that push us beyond our comfort zones, that's when we grow as people. That's when we make change, right? Change is doing something that either hasn't been done before or is trying to um, uh, right, en- enact change in culture and, and law and politics. And so, um, you know, LGBT advocacy and, and gun rights advocacy, it is, it's hard and it's long, but we have to stick with it. Like, that is the most important part is we can't be, um, you know, right, we, we, we can't get disappointed when we have some steps, you know, some steps back in the courts. There's just no time. The Cal- There's no time. We yeah. just don't have time to, for, to, be, uh, uh, to be disappointed. Now, one of the things that you have – uh, coming up here is a Second Amendment rally on October 24th uh, with, it looks like, uh, 30 uh, nationally known speakers. Can you tell us a little bit about that? How's that going to work? Is it in person or how do people get involved and, and talk, talk a little bit about those details? Yeah. So the Second Amendment rally, it is uh, it's good. We've gone virtual this year. Um, so it is 30 speakers who are uh, some of the some amazing, amazing speakers, everyone from Iraq veteran 8888, who's a big YouTube, um, uh, you know, gun guy, um, to uh, Maj Touré, who's an African American, you know, gun advocate in inner cities. Um, we have Cheryl Todd out in Arizona, um, and so me and uh, her and Rob Pincus, who's also a national uh, firearms trainer and advocate, who's been involved in the industry for 30 plus years, we're co-emceeing this virtual rally on Saturday, October 24th. It's going to be a ton of fun. And for me, it's the, the format that we are modeling this after is you remember like the old days of like telethons on TV, yeah. Oh, yeah. right? We're right. You got people calling in, you got right, entertainment, you've got right. Uh, just engaging conversation and chatter between the hosts. So we are going to be leveraging technology and providing that kind of an experience where it's it's three hours of programming with some of the wow. most famous and popular Second Amendment advocates and um, you know gun entertainers you know in in the world. And I'm really honored to be one of the MCs. And uh, anybody who's interested in uh, learning more and you know obviously attending. We have a Facebook um, you know, page, uh, second, um, uh, 2A, sorry, it's 2A Rally for Your Rights. 2A and Rally web- for Your Rights on Facebook. So yep. if you do a search for 2A Rally for Your Rights on Facebook, you'll find the Facebook. And you have a website, too. Correct, yeah. So the website is second amendment, eh, secondamendmentrally.com, and then that's two, the number two, ndamendmentrally.com. 
So if you want to sign up for email updates where you'll get, you know, um, either the, the link for the live stream or, you know, we'll be streaming through Facebook and um, you know, YouTube and a few other uh, platforms as well. And last year's rally, you know, we had, wow, I mean, almost close to probably, you know, a million views, um, you know, with uh, all the different videos and platforms. And, you know, we're obviously looking to, uh, you know, outdo ourselves this year. And, you know, with the pandemic and everything, everyone is so enthusiastic. And with the November election right around the corner, right, it's, it's just now no better time. Really, really. Yeah. yeah, it's a super important time. So October 24th, which is a Saturday, uh, it'll be like mid afternoon for us here um, in, in California. So, yeah, mark uh, mark your calendars. And I'm really excited to, uh, you know, hopefully have uh, you, know, you all and, and your listeners attend our Second Amendment rally Perfect. for our rights. So all close right. to Halloween, dress up as your favorite gun while you're sitting yep. there on Zoom. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to be a BB gun. <laughs> all right. Hey, man, it's good talking to you. We'll be talking to you, I'm sure, because this show's not going anywhere. We're two hours of Gun Owners Radio on FM 96.1 AM 1170, The Answer. Hi, folks. Hey, welcome back. Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170, The Answer. Great news. We are excited to welcome the Firearms Policy Coalition to our family of sponsors. Firearms Policy Coalition is dedicated to restoring and protecting the Second Amendment. Just like us, Firearms Policy Coalition works on the state and federal level, and they have filed some of the most important Second Amendment lawsuits to date. Together, we are working on all levels to restore your gun owner's rights. That's why it's also important to support Firearms Policy Coalition. You can become a member at firearmspolicy.org. Please sign up. How cool is that? New sponsor, Firearms Policy Coalition. Let's hear it for whoever put that together. Yeah, just to let everybody know, um, Firearms Policy Coalition is, uh, uh, you know, San Diego County Gun Owners is a plaintiff in the lawsuit against the assault weapons ban. And that uh, is going to be heard in court in front of St. Benitez uh, on the, uh, on a, see, that's why, that, <laughs> laugh right into the mic, Melissa. You got to <laughs> laugh right into the mic so people think I'm funny. So um, on the, <laughs> October 19th, later this month, so just a couple of weeks, we're going to be in court. So definitely check out uh, and become a member of Firearms Policy Coalition. I'm a member. You're a member of Firearms Policy Coalition, aren't you, Melissa? No, but I, I will be. I just put you on the spot. I'm sorry. I'm looking it up right now because I'm going to be. Yeah, they really, truly great organization, fantastic support. Um, so by all means, become a member. Um, okay, so next with us, we have Jim Peterson and Rick Nair from Blackhound Optics. Are you guys on the line? Yes, sir. Uh, certainly am. How are you, gents? We're good. How are you? You know, I'm doing great. I got to tell you, I wish we were. I wish we were sitting here talking about all the fun we had last night at our second amendment celebration dinner i had fun <laughs> i had my own prom you had your own you. little gun prom that's right um i can't I, I, I did the same thing i i had my own gun prom last night i'm still in california i flew out for the event so i said well i'm here 
uh, you know, might as well enjoy myself. So I, I've had a good weekend. You should have come to, to the radio station. Come on, you'd have been great. Yeah, well, and I appreciate that. I, you know, COVID, you know, killed it, and so we're gonna have to we're gonna have it back on on May first. But I really appreciate Blackhound Optics uh, supporting us and great product. Yeah, great donating product. some scopes. If you guys haven't heard of Blackhound Optics, they make. Uh, fantastic scopes. Um, so check them out online. What's your What's your website address, guys? Blackhoundoptics.com. Blackhoundoptics.com. They fantastic, high quality. Been in the business for forever, but uh, affordable. That's the part I like about them. Uh, I you know glass has got it was so it's so it can be so expensive, and here you guys okay. offer extremely high quality. Uh, products and it's it's something that I don't have to you know break open my piggy bank or you know uh, to afford. You guys uh, really do a great job of making it affordable. Tell her how how do you do that? How do you make how do you get such high quality um, but still uh, keep it affordable for people? We, we just you. follow the follow the same practice that uh, you see it now in everything. You can buy blinds direct. You can buy pillows direct. You know, there's all these different things. <laughs> that the market is trending that way. So we just said we've been manufacturing optics for 40 years for everybody. Most people have shot through our glass at one point in time or another, just didn't have our name on it. We said, well, why don't we come out with a brand, our our own in-house brand, go manufacture direct to our warehouse and distribute from there, you know, directly. So, you know, you, you cut out six layers of middlemen and there's your price. You cut out a little bit of R&D, too. I mean, with 40 years of experience under your belt. Yeah, what more could you learn? Yeah, the research and development. You don't have to pay somebody, uh, you know, a million dollars to come up. You're already there. You're already creating fantastic uh, product. How do you get? I'm cur- sure. I was looking through, um, and then you get a great guy like Rick. I'm so glad that you guys picked up Rick. Um, he's uh, uh, he, he's the, be- the best addition we made to our, our team. Uh, I, I'm fortunate to have him. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, you got- I, I the only I, I question his taste in professional football teams, but other than that, other than that, <clears throat> go pack go. All right, so anyway, I so you guys have done a fantastic job of getting your uh, your optics reviewed by people online. How does how does that work? Do they reach out to you? Do you reach out to them? I mean, I've seen a lot of really uh, really great reviews from really uh, well known guys uh, in, in the industry, and they're giving you really high marks. Are they coming to you, or is that is that a, is that was that part of the strategy to get the word out? No, uh, it, it's a little bit of both. Um, we did. I, I come from. Uh, the competitive side of the arena used to do three gun nation events. So I, there's a lot of people I know in the industry, you know, and they're like, Oh, let me try them out. But we had a lot of people that do, do product reviews and just said, you know what? I'm going to buy one. They wouldn't even tell us. They just order one, get it in, do a review. And then we'd see a link to it later on, or they'd contact us afterwards and say, Hey, we're doing a review. Do you want to give us a, a little bit about your, some background on your company? And uh, most of the most of the things you see online are organic. We had nothing to do with them, um, and that I think is the best testimony because the you know they're, they're, they we don't have any skin in the game to help have them give us a good review. They're just going to be honest about it and say what they think. So it's 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 like earned media, you know. They it's it, the, the organic, and you know, you, you, no one's making any money off it. They're just simply saying, "Hey, you know what? This is a really good good quality product." And 
and deserve support, which I, I can't, you know, that's the, the, you know, the most sincerest form and the realest form of, of, uh, of, of compliments, especially when, especially in such a competitive field, there's so much good glass out there. There's so many, um, uh, manufacturers who have done such a good job, uh, for you guys to, you know, uh, you came on so strong, so fast, um, in, in a, such a competitive field, I mean, it must, must feel great. Must you know? I, of course, not done yet, but it must feel great coming out of the gate like this. We're we're nowhere near done. Uh, and uh, I, I'll tell you, just uh, two weekends ago, I was at a long range steel match, a thousand yards, thousand forty yards, and uh, on the prize table, you know, at the end of the event, the winners get to come up and choose prizes. And there were two custom rifle builds. Well, of course, they're going to go first because. Who doesn't want a free rifle, right? Uh, but after that, you could take anything you wanted off the prize table, and the next two prizes that somebody chose were two, two of our we, – we put two scopes up. One guy is uh, a lead sniper trainer for the U.S. Army, and the other guy is on the Army Marshalship Unit, and he's a world record holder, and they wow. chose our optics. Wow. Uh, what a compliment. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I couldn't have paid for that kind of average. I couldn't buy that kind yeah. of average. That's you know, amazing. So, yeah. Well, we're having a uh, you know our our, our highest level of membership where's the ten ring uh, membership uh, for San Diego right. County gun owners. We're having in December on December twelfth. We're having a a shoot that's just for the ten ring members. And Rick doesn't know this yet, but uh, we're going to go up to Alex's place in Escondido, Rick. Uh, uh, mark your calendar, and so you can show off your. Uh, uh, your wares there. We're going to have a really cool shoot out there, and I'm, I'm really looking forward to introducing uh, Blackhound Optics to to our ten ring members. I think that that's uh, oh, the, absolutely yeah, perfect venue absolutely. for that. Yeah, that'd yeah, be we'll great. Be, what uh, date? Good, Rick. December twelfth. December twelfth. Okay, I'll put it on my calendar. Excellent, excellent, excellent. All right. Well, what yeah. uh, what's what else, what's coming up? What's coming out? What what do you want people to know about Blackhound Optics? What should we be in the in the uh, what should we be looking out for? Can you talk about future product? Because car people won't. We, we, <laughs> yeah, we can. Yeah, we. I, I just finished some uh, testing on components for our next uh, venture, which is going to be pistol red dots. Ooh, um, that's for oh. me. <laughs> um, so yeah, so we we just went through some uh, pretty extensive testing on components. And the goal is to have these things ready. We're, we're hoping by SHOT Show, if SHOT Show happens, of course, that's still sort yeah. of up in the air. But um, we're hoping to have them ready by then. No promises, no guarantees, but right. that, that's kind of the goal. And um, we're hoping to have them produced here in the U.S. Wow. Hey, we got a top, we got a top of the hour break. It's what they call a hard break, so we're going to have to let you go on that. Thanks, gents. Thanks, guys. Blackhound right. Optics. If you want to see right, go through a Black Optics or Blackhound Optics. All right, we're going to take a quick break. FM 96.1, AM 
Welcome back to Hour 2 of Gun Owners Radio with your hosts, Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz. Visit GunOwnersRadio.com with your questions and comments or to learn how to become a sponsor of the show. Time to get involved and get active. Together, we will win. Now here's Dave, Joe, and Michael on The Answer San Diego. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961. AM 1170. The answer. This is episode 217. How about that? Holy moroli. Hey, folks, self-defense and emergencies can happen to anyone, and unfortunately, the justice system may not be on your side. While you protect your family and property, U.S. Law Shield is here to defend you 24-7, 365 days a year, with a comprehensive self-defense coverage at an affordable price. Bad guys don't take days off, and neither does our coverage. Get a plan from U.S. Law Shield. Check them out today at uslawshield.com. All right, Melissa Lee is coming in today, and she has a gear review. I do. So well, everybody me... turn on your Facebook. Everybody get on <laughs> Gun Owners Radio so you can see all the cool stuff she brought in. So let me say it like Michael Schwartz. We have a very special guest <laughs> with us today. Okay. Who is that? It's, it's Jessica. That Jessica from Eclipse Holsters. Are you there, oh. Jessica? I am here. Hello. Hi. <laughs> so these are her holsters? Yes, they are. Wow. These are her holsters. Beautiful. Yes. She recently sent me um wow. my new holster with an ulti clip, which is a clip that I don't have to wear a belt. It just goes right on my pants. And oh. it cinches on so tight that you can actually pull from it and it the, comes out and the, without, hol- and the holster's not going anywhere it's not going to come it's not going to go anywhere wow however jessica like the retention is a little tight on this when i pull um okay so i i was gonna e- email you about that i would loosen the screws up a little bit and with the delta wing on it um it's gonna the screws are gonna come out so i wanted to talk to you about that but i that's a simple fix retention is a simple yep. fix um, yeah, but this, totally <laughs> Rich, what what camera am I on? Yeah, on that. One. So look how beautiful this holster is. This is the ooh. Um, ah. This what is this? The hex? The hex? Um, Adirondack. Yep. Yep. This is the hex cam Adirondack, and Delta Wing. Can you tell us what the Delta Wing does? Yeah, the Delta Wing is. Also called an appendix wing. Um, it's got a couple names that people know on the market. It's also referred to as a claw, and it's ideal for people that carry in the appendix position. Um, it puts pressure against the inside of your pant line, right against where a belt would be, or say the hard fabric or the thicker fabric of your waistline, um, right at the top of your jeans or thick, you know, thick leggings, and it puts pressure um, against the inside of that waistband, which forces the grip of the gun back into your abdomen. So by that pressure going forward and the grip of the gun coming back into your stomach, it allows for a T-shirt to sort of just hang a lot more flat, you know, straight down over the front of you um, if it's in the appendix carry. And it just really helps with concealment. Mm. It does. It does work. I really like it. So I guess the question I want to ask before we get into the other two, because we still got some time, what got you into this business? Um, well, that's a great question. Um, about uh, seven years ago, I just had a real desire to learn about gun safety. I had never shot one. 
was uh, not familiar with them, but my husband was a firearms instructor and a state trooper. And um, I just wanted to know safety. So he taught me a few things, bought me a gun, the MMP shield. And actually it was so brand new. There were no holsters on the market. And I ordered, I finally found a guy, ordered it, but he said it was a four month wait. And I was so impatient because I absolutely fell in love with shooting and his words, um, I'll make you one, but it'll take four months. just kept circling in my head. And I thought, how, how in the world do you make a holster? And why does it take four months? Is that why you have such a fast turnaround? Because of that? That is part of it. Yeah. I immediately, well, I started, I Googled it, YouTubed it, I, and I learned how to make holsters. And they were really bad at the beginning. But um, yeah, today, <laughs> our turnaround time, I just believe that we live in a very like Amazon Prime world. And I know that people want things right away. And so a year ago, I started focusing our business on bringing in machinery and things that could keep us very relevant to what people, the needs and the desires of people today. And I understand that that is, you know, we want safety and we want options, but we also want it, like we want it today. We want it yesterday. (laughs) And so um, we, we cut a lot of things back to bring in some new machines and things, but um, yeah, our fast turnaround time is something I feel is very important. And, you know, and I don't know, being a girl, I'm like, well, how come, why can't we figure this out? We'll put it a different way. So I did. (laughs) Yeah, that's why I'm so proud of you. And I love supporting your company because you are a woman owned company. That's that's awesome. And I'm sure that you've, you know, experienced some, you know, difficulties trying to get into the gun world. Yeah. Actually, with my husband being so um, familiar with guns and firearms and, you know, just hit positions in his career, he spent a lot of time overseas as I was learning how to make holsters. And most people thought that I was the front of some man's company. Oh, let's put a woman in the front. Let's put a woman out there. But of course, you know, and I had several calls for the first couple of years that would ask if they could speak to the owner. Can I speak to the, (laughs) okay, but can I really speak to the person who actually knows what they're doing? Which wasn't me either. I was learning. I was just faking it. But um, yeah, it's, it's different. It's definitely very male oriented, but I have, you know, I've only ever been met with kindness. And I think people are like, oh, all right, we'll step aside and, you know, welcome a girl into the space too. And now there's several of us, you know, making holsters, but definitely then we're definitely a small percentage of, of what's going on out there in the holster world. So, yeah. So ladies, if you think that you can't have something that's pretty as a holster, <laughs> you're crazy. This, this is absolutely gorgeous. <laughs> I'm holding up the one you sent me for gun prom for one of our gun prom prizes or raffles oh, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah. This thing is teal. It's got flowers on it. It's beautiful. It's an outside the waistband holster. OWB. Right. Um, and this thing is sturdy. Super well made. It is well made. Thank and look you. at those gold Thank rivets, you. the trim that you do on these things. You yeah. pay attention to detail, which I love. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. So we have one yeah. in camo, too. Also, I want you to tell everybody what your obsession is. What is your secret obsession? I know what your secret obsession is. <laughs> Tell everybody what your secret obsession is. My, I was born, just born absolutely loving space and all things NASA. So (laughs) I think when I was, when I was four, I announced that I would be the first woman to walk on the moon and I still, there's still not a woman on the moon. So one, you know, I mean, it's probably not going to be me, but I'd like to be. 
Um, but I have never lost that passion. So everything that has to do with our business, um, I named it Eclipse Holsters after my love of the moon. Um, the back side of the the back side of the website is the surface of the moon. You'll see that all of our pro- our products are named after space things. Um, my children are named after astronauts. I have, you know, I well, have you are obsessed. NASA tattoo. Yeah, I have a giant NASA tattoo on my back. Like I'm a little, I am the nerdy, oh, nerdy wow. girl. But um, but yeah, I love it, and I I have such a passion for it that I just bleed it into every part of my business because it's my joy it's my i love it so right. now Check. i just Listen. i just well we're getting ready to take a break but you want to talk a little bit yeah, about yeah. real quick these trays what are these okay these are the yeah, dump trays so lunar, yep lunar dump trays lunar after the moon of course and um, then we have yeah, and we just, you, you sent with us some for giveaways right yes i did yep here's the um wow. the american flag one and the lunar is this a, a, gla- a galaxy one for the women this is mini dump tray mm-hmm. so we're going to give yep. these away just subscribe to our newsletter for gun owners uh, radio.com all right and we also have a discount code what's the discount code jessica the discount code is g-o-r-15 and that is 15 percent off of everything anytime Ooh. Wow, G-O-R for Gun Owners Radio. Thank you very 15. much. Very and just cool. go to EclipseHolsters.com to place your order. I thought it would okay. be like Pluto or Saturn. Or... <laughs> I tried to make it relevant to you. Okay? I'm just saying. <laughs> well, this, you have you absolutely have done beautiful, beautiful work. And again, give the website out one more time. Yep, EclipseHolsters.com. My email is linked to the page. Email with any questions. We are here to help. So. All right. Thank you so much, Jessica, for joining Thank us. Thank you, guys. Yeah. Thanks for yeah. having me. Yeah, Thanks. and we look forward to having you listen next week and, uh, you know, tell your friends. Absolutely. Thanks a lot. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, there's a whole lot more on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. Oh, sorry about that, my friend. The Answer. Much better than me. PRMI Mortgage. PrimeRes.com backslash Alpine is all you need to know. Home mortgage interest rates have dropped, and if you're looking to buy a refi, or if you're considering a reverse mortgage, call our local mortgage guy that you can trust. Call Chris Wiley at PRMI Mortgage for nearly 25 years. Chris has been helping local San Diegans with all their mortgage needs. Give Chris a call at 619-722-1303 or primeres.com backslash alpine. Oh, look, Mr. Schwartz has his own segment. It's about That's time. right. Usually Joe. It's about time. <laughs> yeah, Jeez right. Louise. I know, I'm sitting over here quiet as Not a doing anything. church mouse. Yes. When are you ever quiet? <laughs> He's always <laughs> quiet. How dare. How dare. How <laughs> double dare. <clears throat> so usually Joe Tremisi does a fantastic job in this segment. He talks about one of his blogs, one of his articles that he wrote. Uh, Joe is off playing with guns today. So um, I thought I'd bring up a uh, an article I wrote that actually gets a lot of questions. A lot of people want to know what the heck I meant by that. Um and it's called Don't Vote for Someone Who's Not Endorsed. 
So San Diego County gun owners and Orange County gun owners and Riverside County gun owners and San Bernardino County gun owners, we do a lot of work throughout the years um, to vet candidates. And it's usually a kind of a big rush at the end. Um, uh, you know, once everything's solidified and we know exactly who's running for what office. And of course, we only vet candidates and we only endorse candidates who are running for local office. So that's school board, especially city council, county board sheriff, um, because there's a lot of great organizations that, that uh, vet candidates that run for Sacramento and Washington, D.C. So there's not always a clear cut uh, person that we should endorse. Uh, you know, a lot of times we'll talk to people and we'll think, you know what, they're just not worthy of our uh, time and effort, frankly. And it's really kind of, we're not, it's not a, you know, there's a couple things we're not doing. We're not betting on horses here. So, you know, we're not trying to pick winners. We're not trying to, you know, evaluate, well, we think this person's going to win. Therefore, we're telling you to vote for them. And I think a lot of people think that. A lot of people think, well, gee, they're the favorite or whatever. You guys endorsed someone who, you know, we think is going to come in. Well, that's not a, it's not about that. We, we, we're looking to endorse people who are pro-Second Amendment. Now, they have to be viable. They have to be a viable candidate. Um, uh, but we want to try to give them the edge in order to help them get elected. So uh, what we don't want to do is we don't want to pick somebody that's just a total waste of time because the next thing we're going to do is we're going to actually spend money to try to get them elected. And we're going to ask our volunteers, hey, give up your Saturday morning and go help this person get elected, you know, walk neighborhoods or make phone calls, something like that. So if somebody is just not worthy of that, you know, not worthy of that amount of attention, uh, you know, our members pay dues every month to, to, to be a member. You know, we want to make sure that we're doing the right thing. So there are some races out there where we haven't endorsed. There are races out there that, uh, you know, there is no endorsed. There is no Second Amendment endorsed candidate. And I'm making the case, hey, leave that section blank. If there's somebody there that you haven't heard of or you you did your research and you can't find that they've been endorsed by a Second Amendment organization, leave it blank. Now, everybody kind of, not everybody, a lot of people kind of go, ah, gee, Mike, that's not really, you know, I'm there to vote. It's our responsibility. That's true. But this is a strategic thing. One, uh, for years, I have seen consultants talk to candidates who are running for office and they'll tell them, hey, you know what? Stay away from gun owners. Stay away from Second Amendment. Stay away from that issue altogether. Ignore them. And, uh, their reasoning is, you know, they're going to vote for gun owners are going to vote for my candidate anyway. So why give them any attention? And that has been so damaging. That attitude has been so damaging to our gun rights. You know, it's turned us into second class citizens. It's turned us into, uh, you know, bottom of the list when it comes to priorities. So if they don't have to earn our vote, then they're never going to do anything for us to earn our vote. So it is an extremely important strategic thing to do. Hey, you know what? If your candidate isn't going to uh, you know, reach out for the gun owner vote, or they aren't going to stand up for gun owners, or they're purposely going to ignore us, then we as gun owners are, are going to do the same to them. We're going to ignore them. Um, you know, And we started this organization five years ago. There are a lot of organizations out there who uh, raise money you know, they get a couple hundred people together and they raise money. They raise tens of thousands, sometimes hundreds of thousands of dollars to get people elected 
mostly based on how, you know, for business reasons, you know, they're realtors, they're developers, something like that. And they're trying to make more money. Therefore, they pool a bunch of money together. You know, they write big checks, pool the money together, and they endorse the candidate that's going to allow them to make the most amount of money in their, their personal business. I have nothing against that. You know, be pro-business, you know, I have nothing against pooling money, nothing against any part of that. But what's happening is gun owners are being completely marginalized and ignored. Nobody cares. Environment or environmentalists, well, environmentalists too, developers, realtors, they're not electing people because they're pro-Second Amendment, but they are getting people elected. Now, I know a lot of gun owners uh, were heavily affected by politics, what we can buy, how we can defend ourselves, where we can go, heavily, heavily affected by political decisions. But we're not heavily involved in politics, at least we weren't before San Diego County gun owners came along. And a lot of people simply can't afford, you know, hey, I'm going to write a check for, you know, $2,000 or I'm going to write 10 checks for Mm -hmm. $2,000, you know, where a lot of these developers and realtors and that sort of thing can Um, So it's been very, very difficult for gun owners to raise that kind of money in order to have that kind of influence to get those kinds of people elected. So that's why we do our membership at 10 bucks a month. Anybody can afford 10 bucks a month. Mm -hmm. And if you think, well, 10 months, that's not really, I can, I can even do more than 10 bucks a month. Great. We have a second level that's 25 bucks a month, you know? So we have somewhere where everyone can fit, whatever your economic situation is. I didn't know you had a second level. I actually have three levels. Yeah. We have $10 a month. $25 a month or $100 a month or $100 per year, $250 per year, $1,000 per year. And there are different benefits. If you go to San Diego County Gun Owners dot com slash join or just go to our website and click on the join here uh, banner, it'll spell out all three levels. Cool. Exactly what you do. But the point is not everybody, you know, hey, it's election season. There's an election a month from now, Dave, you know. Rich, Melissa, right? Can you guys just write a check for 10000 bucks, please? Uh, hold on a second. Nope. Yeah, right? No, my, I can't. My pen's out of ink. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people's pens are out of ink this time of season. You think? So, But what you can do is over the next two years, you know, write a check for 10 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. You know, And, and then, it's the same. Well, it's, you know, you're at least putting a few hundred dollars in by the time it's it's time to support a candidate. You go to, you know, go to our events, you know, and, and uh, uh, you know, support our events. Next thing you know, you've made contributions, you know, and, and a lot of these political organizations that I talk about that don't care about your Second Amendment rights, you know, they care about, you know, like I said, realtors, developers, uh, taxes, abortion, uh, immigration, all these other, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, different uh, hot button topics in in politics, you know, they have a a few hundred members, but they write big checks. Well, we have thousands of members now, and and, and the direction we're going is to get thousands more. So if thousands of people can write small checks and do it over the course of the time, we're not just going to compete with these other organizations. We're going to force them. We already are forcing them to listen to us and say, hey, look, you can do one of two things. You can, you know, find somebody that respects your, you know, uh, issue and their pro second amendment or whatever candidate you're running is going to be up against a lot of money and a lot of volunteers and they might not win because of it. So, it, you know, it's pretty easy. All right, look, you want, you know, realtors, you guys want somebody that's pro realtor or pro development. Great. Make sure that they respect second amendment rights too, because you'd rather much rather have us as an ally uh, than an obstacle. 
So that's why it's important. So, and we talked about a couple of different things in the article, uh, basically saying, look, do not give people your vote if they're not endorsed by a Second Amendment organization. Crucial. It's strategic. It's not. We're not just throwing a fit here. You know, right. this is going to. This has already forced people to contend with us. It's forced people to engage with us. Mm-hmm. Um, so if, when you're looking at your ballot, and ballots just went out this week, you're going to start getting your ballots in the mail. Um, so you, you can start voting this week. When you go down the list, don't vote for somebody if they haven't been endorsed by NRA or CRPA or GOA or GOC, Gun Owners California, or especially San Diego County Gun Owners, Riverside County Gun Owners, San Bernardino County Gun Owners, Orange County Gun Owners. And if they, if you're not sure, if you can't find out, first off, if you can't find that they've been endorsed by a Second Amendment organization, they probably haven't been endorsed by a Second Amendment organization. Um, when when we endorse people, when all these organizations endorse people, we make sure that everybody finds out. That's our job. We, we need to make sure that it's easy for people to, to find out who's endorsed. So when you go to our website, right on the homepage, boom, you know, endorsed. When you go to our Facebook page, boom, our voter guide's endorsed. When you go to our Instagram, you know. Same thing. Same thing. So it should be easy. But if you cannot find out, if you can't figure out that they've been endorsed, uh, call them. You know, say, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm looking Who's at my- Who's endorsing you? Yeah, I'm looking at the ballot here, and I don't see uh, so-and-so on uh, any of the, you know, are they are you guys endorsed by NRA on the national level or, or CRPA or, or gun owners of California on the, on the state level uh, or San, San Diego, Diego County, County gun, gun owners, owners on the local yeah. level? Are you guys endorsed by them? No? Okay, great. Well, just to let you know, you're not getting my vote. Click. 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 You know, um, that has an impact. And the more we do that, the more that we allow people to box us in and say, hey, look, here are the two choices you get. And you only can do one of two things, vote for one or the other. The more we allow people to box ourselves in, the less chance we have of actually changing the system. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. And if I might just add one thing, if there is any way humanly possible that you can go to a polling booth, do it. Yeah, yeah, I I gotta tell you, walk your vote in. If you're concerned, one iota, don't be. If you have the ability to walk it in, walk it in. Yeah, get it, get it to the especially so you can start turning that in. You don't have to wait till Tuesday, till November third. You don't have to wait till November third to turn your vote in. You can actually go down to the registrar of voters and and vote in person. There's no middleman. Don't give your ballot to anybody. No. Hand your ballot to the registrar of voters and say, here it is, and they'll boom. It's, it's all filled out, and I'm not leaving until I see you put it someplace that I think is sitting. No, I'm only kidding. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I'm not leaving. You better have lunch. Yeah. So check out that blog. Read what I had to say. But again, when you vote, don't vote for somebody if you can't verify that they've been endorsed by somebody pro-Second Amendment. To see right. more about our blogs, you can go to sdcgo.org slash blog. Or you just go to our website and, and check out the main menu. But it's crucial, guys. We're truly looking to uh, you know change a culture here, and we can't do it if we continue to do the same things over and over again and make the same mistakes over and over again. All right, folks. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, there's a whole lot more on Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The Answer. There's more Gun Owners Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, educating you on your Second Amendment right. Now, here are your hosts of Gun Owners Radio, Dave Stahl, Joe Dramisi, and Michael Schwartz on The Answer San Diego. 
All right, folks, welcome back. You are listening to Gun Owners Radio on FM 961, AM 1170. The answer. Thousands of new gun owners just found out what San Diego gun owners already knew. AO Sword Firearms in El Cajon has the widest selection of guns in the county. Hundreds of new and used guns in stock and everything you could want for an AR-15. AO Sword is also a professional gunsmith with a full machine shop for cleaning, repair, upgrading, customization, and Cerakote. Check out our AO Sword on Facebook or on AOSword.com. All right, our firearms technical expert, David Chong, is on the line. And the topic today is the UT article on roster gun chain charges. There you so go. What's that all about, Dave? Oh, my. Well, we have a, uh, a complex, a very complex set of rules and regulations for handguns in California, um, mostly centered around the California roster of not unsafe handguns. Um, as most people know, uh, the state of California limits uh, what handgun models are available to civilians in the state to uh, an ever-shrinking list of now maybe 400 unique models uh, of handguns that have been submitted to the roster, submitted to the state, and uh, uh, annual fees paid. Um, and if it's not on that roster, you cannot uh, purchase the gun new or even import it into the state for sale. Uh, so that means that those guns which do trickle in that are not on that roster, either from law enforcement purchase or from uh, 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 let's see, de- designation from a uh, parent or grandparent or son or grandson or granddaughter, uh, bringing them into the state as a as a gift to a resident, or from people immigrating into the state, and that's happening less and less with these guns, then you you can't get them. So people will pay a premium for them, and that's that's kind of where the story begins is the the demand for these off roster guns. Yeah, and the so uh, there was an article just a couple of weeks ago in the Union Tribune. Um, a former sheriff's captain charged with selling off-roster guns available only to law enforcement admitted to longstanding corruption in a plea agreement. Tuesday, Marco Garmo, who retired last September amid the investigation, pleaded guilty in San Diego federal court to one count of engaging in the business of dealing firearms without a, without a federal license. He faces a maximum of five years in prison when sentenced. So a lot of people read that. I saw a lot of comments on Facebook under the article and, um, what they what they don't understand is this wasn't a you know goofy California law. He wasn't actually charged uh, you know with uh, the the off roster part. That was the catalyst because what David said, the only way to get these firearms is from you know as if you're law enforcement um, or you moved into the uh, to the state. So when they started this off this roster, everybody said, oh, well, this is going to create a black market. That's exactly what happened. A lot of law enforcement officers said, well, gee, I'll just buy a couple of guns, sell them to my buddies or whatever, maybe make a couple of bucks, or maybe they're just doing it because they think, you know, the the, the law is wrong, which it is. The law is wrong. We, we, we really don't like the law. What he got busted for, what Marco Garmo got busted for 
was dealing without a license. And a lot of people think that, hey, with the uh, with the roster, all I got to do is go tell, you know, my dad who lives out of state, hey, dad, I'm going to send you 500 bucks. You buy this gun for me and then gift it into the state and everything's good to go. And that's that's how that can be handled. The reality is and David, you know, make sure I'm, I'm saying this correctly, but the, the, the federal paperwork when you buy a firearm, so in all 50 states, you, you fill out this paperwork to buy a firearm, it specifically asks you, hey, are you buying this gun for yourself or are you buying this gun for someone else? And if you say, yeah, I'm buying it for myself, but really the intention is you're buying it for your son in California because they can't get a gun you know, that's on the, uh, you know, the, because it's not on the roster, then you've just lied on a federal form. And if you do that repeatedly, uh, you're a dealer. And both those things are federally illegal, right? Am I explaining that well, David? Almost. Um, much of much of that was true. There's just two crossed paths there. So um, let's, let's talk about the gift first, maybe untangle that. Um, a, a person can, so uh, Michael, I'm your daddy. And I live in Arizona. <laughs> I just, I've been waiting a long time. To this show that. just took a turn, but all right, let's go with it. I'm, I'm in. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> I can absolutely, uh, without violating any laws, I can choose this Christmas to buy you, my son, a gun that you cannot get on the California roster. And California hates this, but it's true. I, I can choose to buy you of my own free will and volition with my own money a really cool Glock 43X or something that you can't get in California, buy it. And I can legitimately say on the federal form, yes, this is for me. Why? Because I'm buying it as a gift, but it's, it's my gun that I'm going to be gifting to you through all of the legal uh, uh, processes and eventually, and immediately turning around and sending it to you through a legal FFL dealer in your state. Um, that's all on the up and up. It's, it's in black and white print in, uh, the ATS, uh, guidance. Yes, it is legal to gift a gun to someone. It's even legal to gift them across state lines. So long as you use a, uh, FFL, here's the rub though. The, what the scenario you said was, Hey dad, I can't get this gun. Uh, please buy it for me. Here is the money. That's a straw purchase, and that's a federal crime. Right. Uh, uh, so, uh, as was explained to us in uh, the very uh, unnerving uh, meeting that we had with the ATF and DOJ uh, back in what was that February? Yeah. Uh, the the source of the funds is uh, the key factor there. And that kind of uh, points to motive and and uh, the the actual type of transaction, whether it truly was a gift that I paid for with my money, or it was a straw purchase that you directed me to make on your behalf. The second part of that uh, uh, explanation there was uh, it doesn't make me a dealer, but what would make me a dealer is if I, hey Michael, I want you to tell all your friends I'm willing to do this for anybody. So tell them to send over their money and what gun they want. I'm going to buy it over here in Arizona uh, and uh, just let me know where to send it, uh, what, what dealer to send it to. 
that would meet the definition under which uh, the sheriff's captain was ultimately convicted or pled guilty to. The term dealer is defined U.S. Code 18 number uh, or section 92.1, et cetera, et cetera. Any person engaged in the business of selling firearms at wholesale or retail engaged in the business as applied means a person who devotes time, attention, and labor to dealing in firearms as a regular course of trade or business with the principal objective of making money through the repetitive purchase and resale of firearms. That's a pretty open and shut case right. on people who are buying low, selling high because of the California premium. So, you know, it's really complicated, but I guess I guess the takeaway, David, is we got to be really careful. You got to be wide open with this. You're, you know, you can't do this, uh, these types of wink and nod, like, gee, I'm outsmarting the government because it's, it's a real good idea until it isn't. And then you're in big trouble. Absolutely. I mean, they are not messing around. I've seen, uh, this is not the only situation, this union tribune, uh, situation. Now this was an extreme situation with uh with marco um this was an extreme situation and there was a lot more involved um exactly and and by the way they weren't selling guns to prohibited people every all these guns that that this uh that the captain for the sheriff's department they all went through background checks they all went through ffls they all went through 10-day wait periods so it's not like they were you know unloading them to you know like gangs or anything like that um but uh, so don't think that it was such an extreme situation that it isn't something that everyone, you know, that nobody else will get caught up in. We I know personally we've seen people um, who have, uh, you know, played this game and, and tried to, uh, uh, you know, get through the loophole and kind of this wink, wink, nudge, nudge thing. Next thing you know, they're up on federal charges. And if you get caught, you will lose your gun rights. You will lose. You will become a prohibited person. It is a felony. This is serious, serious business. And the ATF, uh, you know, it's not a comedy troupe. These guys take this stuff. Absolutely not. (laughs) They don't laugh at all. Yeah, I want to hammer that home. Uh, Yes, absolutely. There was other things involved. He was facing charges before he uh, made a, a plea deal. Uh, for corruption and and several other things that normal civilians like you and I can can don't have the opportunity to engage in. We're we're not currying favor or selling CCWs or things like that. But uh, what can hit us is this dealing without a license yeah. charge. Let me explain. A lot of people are under the misconception. Way hey, the penal code clearly spells it out. Um, Penal Code 26520 doesn't apply to me if I'm doing infrequent sales, and they spell it right out, less than six handgun transactions per year, meaning I can sell five handguns per year and, and make a killing, doubling my money off of off-roster guns. Absolutely not. The federal definition means if you're devoting time, attention, and labor to uh, repetitively purchasing and reselling firearms, for profit, that's dealing without a license. So you could sell three a year, or you could sell five a year. The 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 limit, and if it can be, if you can be charged and, and convicted, uh, uh, you're you're losing your gun rights. That's it, right. Post haste, yeah. Making money. If you're making money, uh, the only reason that that exemption exists is. <laughs> 
for the enhancement of a personal collection or for a hobby. Um, gotcha. I'll use myself. I'm in the business. So I'm, I'm, uh, and I'll wrap up. I'm in the business. So I, I'm a special case, but I have bought many, many Glocks and, and, and Smith and Wessons over the years. And, uh, I can show that it was a hobby because every time one comes in, one goes out and it's kind of a tit for tat thing. And I could re- rationally explain, look, I'm upgrading my personal collection over time. There you go. Uh, Anyway, right. everybody can, needs to be careful. It's about serious this. business. Be careful. If you have questions, make sure you talk to an attorney. Uh, if you need to do a transfer, by all means, run it by AO Sword. David Chong is a uh, fantastic resource. All right, buddy. Hey, thanks a lot. Enjoy the rest of your week. Thank you, folks. Thank all you. right. We're going to take a quick break. We come back. Sam, the gunman. We're going to try to stump this guy. We're going after him this time. We got both barrels. Brandon fixed us up. We almost messed up. So this is FM 96.1 AM 1170. The Answer. There's more Gun Owners Radio with Dave, Joe, and Michael to come on The Answer San Diego. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Welcome back. And don't forget, it is thanks to our sponsors that we get to broadcast and bring you the best Second Amendment content in the nation. Need to find out more about uh, information on our sponsors? Just go to gunownersradio.com. So we have a, uh, uh, before we jump into uh, Sam, before we jump into Sam, uh, Sam the Gunman, who does our most popular segment, uh, we have a uh, very special guest, Melissa. You like it when I say that? Yes, I do. <laughs> Rick Hahn, who's the founder of Recoil Magazine. I got, I had the pleasure of spending about a day and a half with him last week, so I wanted him to come on and talk a little bit about Recoil Magazine and what 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 their what their new new project is. Talk a little bit about what they're doing as far as distribution. Rick, are you there? Uh, Mark, can you hear me? Yep, yep. How's it going, man? Hey, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks for having me. Good, good, good. So, Rick, tell everybody just a little bit about Recoil Magazine, which is my favorite gun magazine. I really, my favorite, too. It is so nice. It's such a high-quality gun magazine, especially- Would you this, call it GQ? Yeah, it's like the GQ of gun magazines, It's especially in this day and age when- uh, you know, print is uh, maybe maybe not as popular as it used to be. This thing is so nice. It's such a nice thing to have on your coffee table. It's so much good information on and so many good interviews. But here, I, I guess I just told everybody about what Recoil Magazine. But Rick, tell everybody <laughs> what Recoil Magazine is and, and why you guys started it. You know, when we uh, when we started the research back uh, in 2011, there was actually something like uh, 75 magazine brands out there it was huge the only problem was it wasn't really geared for the the new and up-and-coming younger 20-somethings so uh we laid it out exactly the way we would like to see it and since then it's been a fantastic ride as of late though uh, with all the censorship that's been going on from youtube to facebook uh, we've also been facing the same thing at the newsstands uh, you have a lot of grocery stores that have opted out from carrying uh, the magazines. And, you know, they're private businesses, so they can decide what to uh, to put onto their newsstands, what not to. Uh, 
and we also have a choice on our side as to whether or not we want to let them carry our magazines. Um, so we had a little bit of a spat. They wanted to control some of the grocery stores out there, wanted to control what was on the cover of our magazines. So uh, about a year and a half ago, we decided to part ways with them. And since then, uh, we've been putting back infrastructure to allow us to get specifically into the uh, the specialty stores, the FFLs, which you and I visited uh, just a couple of days ago. Yeah, well, I had the pleasure of taking Mark around and showing him all the the gun shop, well, almost all the gun shops in in San Diego County. What do you what do you think? What do you think of our gun shops here in San Diego? Fantastic, uh, passionate group of people, and. And I can tell that uh, the relationship that you have with your constituents and the SFLs were just amazing. Um, you walk in and these guys are, hey, Mike, from the boys <laughs> to, uh, to the owners and the proprietors and the managers. It was fantastic. Yeah, Mar- I, I got Mark, I'm like, uh, I'm like Norm on Cheers, I guess. Yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the really cool thing, what I wanted everybody to hear from Mark, who, again, the, the founder of Recoil Magazine, uh, the best gun magazine out, out there now is uh, that you're we're going to be able to purchase Recoil Magazine directly from the FFLs around town. So we're going to announce that. We're going to talk more about it. Um, one of the, I, I don't know if you saw this, Mark, but uh, uh, David Chong was just on the segment before us. We went and visited him, and I think we left him like 15 or 20 magazines, and he sold them all same day. Wow. And, and awesome. yeah, sold That's them all awesome. same day. I mean, within hours, they were better all than there. a grocery store. Yeah. So, so anyway, Mark, I just wanted to let everybody know, check out recoil magazine. Um, is it, what is it? Is it recoil.com? Recoilweb.com. Recoilweb.com. They also have yes, concealment sir. magazine and off grid and then carnivore, which is all about, mm-hmm. uh, tell, tell everybody a little bit about carnivore real quick. It's a, it's a pet project, Field to Table. Uh, we highlight and interview uh, chefs that uh, obviously can do both. And we want to really cater to uh, the, uh, the people that want organic, non-GMO foods. Wow. Yeah. Doesn't get any better than that. Doesn't get any better than that. <laughs> Anyway, well, Mark, I, I really appreciate it, man. Thanks for uh, spending the day with with me and and allowing me to show you all the all the great ranges and, and with some of the great great ranges and shops in in San Diego. And look forward to seeing a lot more of you and Recoil in San Diego and Orange and San Bernardino and Riverside County. We're we're gonna actually start selling. We're gonna uh, with our Ten Ring membership. Actually, uh, you get a subscription to Recoil Magazine, and then we're also gonna set up a deal so that if you're a member of San Diego County Gun Owners, you can get a, a subscription uh, at a at a little discount and and uh, real easy to sign up. So that's all. Thanks to Mark. He's dedicated to the Second Amendment. Their magazine Recoil is fantastic, and thank you so much, Mark. I really appreciate it. Hey, thank you for what you do down there, uh, supporting and protecting the Second Amendment. I really appreciate everything that you guys do. Thanks, man. Talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Now, our most popular segment every week. You better hurry. I know. It's uh, Sam the Gunman. He's my nephew. Uh, We do uh, Stump My Nephew every week. And if you send us a question and you stump my nephew, we'll, uh, we'll send you a hat and we'll send you a shirt. Um, so it's all very, very, very cool. People love this segment. Sam, you ready, buddy? 
Yeah, let's have it. All right. This comes from Ricardo in Chula Vista. Uh, Ricardo from Chula Vista asked, he said, it's Glocktober. He wants to know what film did Glock first make its movie appearance? What film did Glock first make its movie appearance? You know, that's a really tough one. I'm kind of inclined to say um, U.S. Marshals, if uh, if I'm getting the name right, the one with uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Um, but I don't know. Part of part of me thinks that's wrong. That's my best guess, though. Um, they they were using I think Glock 22s in that movie. I do know that the first movie that a Gen 3 Glock was in was The Matrix Reloaded, which sucked, but the Glocks are cool. <laughs> I don't know. I like Matrix Reloaded. I like Matrix Reloaded, too. <laughs> you just hurt everybody's feelings. Well, enjoy being wrong. Ah. <laughs> the It was not U.S. Marshal. I remember that. I love that. I wish I could find a meme of, of uh, what's his name, Tommy Lee Jones yeah. saying, get a Glock. Yeah. Um, it actually was not. Um, there are a couple of, okay, so. Thanks to Brandon. Thanks to Brandon. There were the that was fir- a good question. The first one was actually called Tiger Cage. Um, and then there was also Johnny Handsome with, uh, what's his name? Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Um, but really, and th- so, you know, those were the first movies where Glock was actually mentioned. That's totally legitimate and true. But most people know it from Die Hard 2, Electric Boogaloo. Um, if you remember, <laughs> <laughs> in Die Hard 2, uh, the scene where Bruce Willis... Uh, refers to the mythical Glock 7 as made from port. I think it was a Glock 9. He called it a Glock 9. Is it a Glock 7? Anyway. He called it a Glock 7, and it costs more than you make in a month. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the line from the movie. It's probably accurate. It's, uh, it's no, well, that's exactly uh, what he said. are not made of porcelain. Uh, they're very reasonably priced. Uh, the prices actually have, uh, have remained pretty consistent through the product's lifespan. Um, and they are absolutely detectable on metal detectors. The frame has metal embedded in it, and uh, people forget that the entire slide and barrel are solid steel. But uh, that misconception about Glocks being undetectable has led to uh, mass panic among millions of Americans. Um, It's a myth that still hasn't fully been dispelled, and and that myth has actually led to some legislation because Congress people panicked about uh, supposedly undetectable firearms that show up bright as a bright as a sunshine on a metal detector exactly what, right what do they know good background information you didn't get this one right about guns i yeah, gotta I tell know. you i mean most of those movies came out before you were even born so good so, luck but still excellent information on the back end there man uh so there you go thanks, thanks buddy yep ricardo gets a shirt and a hat i guess all yeah, right great question ricardo thanks for writing in thanks buddy you take care say hi to the family All right, folks, if you're listening on Facebook, YouTube, or on the podcast, make sure you hit like and subscribe. And don't forget to support our sponsors, Firearms Legal Protection, San Diego County Gun Owners, U.S. Law Shield, Cali Key, PRMI Mortgage, the Dillon Law Group, AO Sword Firearms Store, and our new sponsor, Firearms Policy Coalition. Reach out to them at firearmspolicy.com and thank them for supporting our show. I can't thank Michael Schwartz. Joe Tremisi, Sam the Gunman, and uh, Melissa Lee, our product specialist, and Brandon Thomas, our digital mastery. So go to gunownersradio.com for podcasts and up-to-date information. And Bob Siegel is in the wings. He's going to come flying in here with more information than you can handle. 
on FM 961. AM 1170, The Answer. Gun Owners Radio, fighting to preserve and restore your Second Amendment right. Learn more about Gun Owners Radio and how to become a guest or sponsor by visiting gunownersradio.com. Join Dave Stahl, Joe Germisi, and Michael Schwartz every week at this same time as they talk guns and Second Amendment rights. Have fun while staying informed and getting involved. This has been Gun Owners Radio on The Answer San Diego. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.